doing? I did listen to some Taylor Swift on the drive here. Oh, you checked it out? I've, I've listened to Taylor Swift before. It's just she's... You know, someone called Taylor Swift Walmart music, and I think that's very appropriate. Like, she's like... She's like Drake in that sense. Like, Drake is elevator music, you know? Like, it's just like, you're not really... I don't know. I'm not moved. Yeah, sh- uh, I can see that. You, did you listen to it because we were talking about her? Yeah, I just hit the... Um, I, just, I was just like, I want to listen to something. And I was like, I'll listen to ASAP Ferg. And then I was like, yeah, I'm Fergged out. And then I listened to <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift because we were talking about it. A little T-Swift. Um, Dude, I, I, I do think she's talented. Though. Yeah, she is. Absolutely talented. Taylor Swift's a talent. I found out that um, I think I can do a pretty okay impression of Cartman from South Park. See, this is this is something you need to explore more because <laughs> I I notice you've made you've done some voices on the podcast, and and it's fun. And you never do you never do voices on stage, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, you know, sometimes I always think to myself, I sound so stupid, but... Yeah, we all do. I just, um, and that's why it's, like, scary on stage, because here, this, it's, like, it's just recorded, we're, like, in your man cave, and, like, we're just vibing, but, like, on stage where people can see you, it's a little weird to, like, people can talk back, people can bark, someone could say, you suck, you fat virgin, and that would hurt me, that would yeah. destroy me. It's like, they knew I sucked, <laughs> they knew I was a virgin. They just knew. How did they know that? <laughs> because they're vampires, and they all just have an instinct. <laughs> well, that's kind of our job on stage, is to identify the virgins, you know, identify who sucks in the crowd, and then we go after them. Before um, they can go after us, I met these uh, these real, real cool comics. Or they're a couple, um, and they're both from New York. Very cool folks, and uh, one of them uh, he has a hilarious bit about he went to prison, and he has a hilarious bit about um, like pedophiles because he's like most people when I say I go to prison, there's usually one person that raises their hand. They're like, I went to prison too. And then I asked them what they do when they what they did, mm-hmm. and they oftentimes are like, "I can't tell you." Oh, that's no good. And that's how I instantly know that's why. Yeah. And then he's like, "Us in the crowd are gonna beat the crap out of this guy." I know. <laughs> yeah, weird. that's that's what happens. That's that's one of those that's one of those crimes, man. You don't want to be doing that crime because <laughs> they'd be taking care of you in jail. Yeah, dude. I honestly think it's should have the death penalty but it probably it it probably should but it kind of does like going to prison but yeah they don't make they don't go easy on you man they don't but so this guy was out of jail he got out he's been out for a while he is he's living a life he uh, um his, his name is um yeah blow him up let's blow up his spot <laughs> uh derek but i forget the uh, last name i don't want to it's okay we don't it's just derek it's, it's guy it's guy derek it. No, he's very funny. If you know funny guy Derek, he's probably been in jail. And he knows... You know, I've never had to say his last name. That's okay. Derek J. J. Drisher. He has, he has, okay, he's actually funny. He's like a legit comic with more followers than us. But very funny dude. Um, and his, uh, his girlfriend is very funny too. Um, fuck! Why did I forget her name right now? It's I'm fine. so nervous. It's okay. You have to respect people, Keith. You have to respect people. You yeah, have to. But it's not 
but the listeners don't they're you're disrespecting the listeners by you know looking at your phone just no I've respect never... um it's kate it's okay kate. you have a bug on the um don't it's been a while kate don't I talk you. about my my bugs <laughs> do i have bugs I yeah have you bugs. do it right there you have a ladybug on uh the one of the lighting setups she's making a home oh wow is that what that is you missed it? Did you not see it? It was in the corner. It. It's in the back now. We got bugs on set, guys. We got bugs on set. That's okay. Not a very great opener. Do you want to hear my Cartman impression? I hope so. Now I'm nervous. I hope I get to say it. <laughs> I get to hear it. I'm nervous. Right, do it. I was yelling at my dog, Yoshi. Yeah. She yeah. was just being a pain in the ass. And yeah. I was just like, No, Mr. Kitty! Yeah, Mr. Kitty! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Mr. Kitty! No! You guys! That was my Cartman. Like, again! Yours is more squeaky. Yeah, but that's like, he gets squeaky with Mr. Kitty. Oh, does Oh. Mr. Kitty? No, Mr. Kitty, no! Get off the fucking table, Mr. Kitty! So, when South Park came out, I was, I was like 12. So... Or yeah, it was like '97, so I was 12 when South Park came out, and that was like the show everyone was talking about because it was like a cartoon and it was rated TVMA. It was like the first, and they did those shows in a week. It was the first cartoon that was like really for adults, and I remember there was the big debate in middle school. We were all like, "Simpsons is better." No, South Park is better. And I think that's been pretty well settled at this point, which which I know both have been going a very long time. But uh, I think South Park's just continued to slay. Relative, yeah, I think it's more relevant. Um, I was a family guy, man. Yeah, family Honestly, guy Honestly, you know Sleeper? One. American Dad. I think American Dad's underappreciated uh-huh. in this country. Um, I remember seeing the... Family Guy uh, series premiere. They ran it after the Super Bowl. The very first Family Guy was like on right after the Super Bowl. What was Bowl that was episode? Over. I don't remember. It was so long ago. It was the nineties. Do you think I? I can't go back that far and remember the episode. Mm. But those are those are. That's a great, great show. Phenomenal. I met one of the writers. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's what he's happened? Like really chill. What Nothing happened? happened. It's not like he had enough clout. To, to great. Tell he did give me some really great Thanks advice though. for bringing it up. Um, I, oh, okay. This advice he, is good. He gave me some great writing advice. Um, cause I was like really nervous about, cause comedy writing's hard. It's right there. The bug's right there. Oh yeah. There's a ladybug in my, Ooh. in my man cave. Yeah. Well, we don't know it's gender yet. Don't put her. Don't well, put we her know a it's box. a ladybug. Ugh. But yeah, so you, anyway, I don't want to distract. Of your, tired of your, your your shit here, man. Um, so no, no, he was really cool. And after he did um he did like a a panel and answering questions about how he got into uh, comedy writing and and everything. And he uh, he wrote for the Onion. He wrote for a bunch of different groups, and then he ended up landing in the writing room uh, for Family Guy. And uh, I remember I was just talking to him and I was just like, man, you know, you, you, you've written some really cool stuff. He talked about some of the jokes you wrote. I'm like, do you ever get worried like that you've written your best joke? Like there will never be like something better. Like you ever 
worry that you can't top what you have written. Because like, I think me and you can both, you know, we both have jokes that we probably really like that we wrote and are proud of maybe. And it's like, you get to a point where you're like, man, could I write something better than that? And he was like, no, immediately. It was, what surprised me was how quickly he answered. He was like, no, I'll write something better. He's like, there will always be more ideas. I will always write something better. It's yeah, you have to have that. You have to have that way of thinking because if if you if you just like think, oh, that's my best, and then you're really proud of your best thing, and then you just end up never writing anything else, so you'll never really know. Never know, yeah. But also, I don't know if there's a best, but there's definitely like, I feel like you can reach a pinnacle, but you can always kind of get back to that with other jokes it just takes time you gotta work them out spend the time think about them a lot which a lot of comics are lazy that's pretty much i would say 99 percent of comedians are lazy as hell when it comes to to writing yeah and that's 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 what separates the really good comedians from the not so good comedians the best comedians I've met so far are ones that like go to open mics all the time with a notebook. They're always like rewriting stuff. They're doing like as much stage time as they can. Yeah. But then also like, I don't believe like when you're working out material, you have to also know what to like let go and not keep trying. Cause there are people who keep trying jokes and it's just not, it's not working. Oh yeah. Or it I doesn't mean, work. Yeah. People constantly put, they keep doing the same jokes over and over again. And it's like, you got to at least try a new tag on an old joke. At least always try to be cutting words from it or, or adding to it or something. Don't just stick with the same joke over and over again forever. And especially going to open mics and doing it at the open mic the same way every time. Or people who bring their A material to the open mic, like they do the set that they've been doing for this like past four years and that's, of, to the open well, mic. Well, that's a that's the problem with that's that's the problem I think with a, a lot of but that's the thing with open mics, I guess, is like it doesn't matter what you do with them. Like it's really for you. It's you're not entertaining anybody really. You're you're just you're kind of just trying to work stuff out. That's why, like, hosting an open mic is brutal. I don't know how you do it. I stopped doing it. But I was hosting an open mic every Sunday, and that was fucking brutal. Yeah. Every other Sunday. I mean, granted, I haven't done it every week uh, yet. I've never done an open mic every single week. So that's that's something that I will see what happens there. Shout out Joe DeShane. He did that every Monday for the longest time. Yeah. I'll be doing it every Tuesday at blue. Um, starting January. Um, so that's a good room. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool in there. Classic music room. Uh, but we digress. <laughs> that's comedy. That's what we do. You hear about, uh, Hassan Minaj's, uh, like big, uh, youtube video to kind of explain all the accusations from the new yorker um i didn't oh he has like evidence apparently to prove that they kind of like misquoted him and like the woman that they're all saying he like accused of being racist for not going out to the prom with him uh was totally aware of his joke and like his her anonymity anonymity was protected um he like did like a 20 minute um video with like receipts on everything 
And I thought the craziest thing was um, the way he writes his emails. It's like he made a joke about it. He's like, I write emails like Lynn Murray Miranda, the writer of Hamilton, writes like plays. But he writes like he was writing like e- emails that were so weird. Like, oh, my God, it's so amazing that we have grown together and, and have become such amazing people. Like it kind of made him look like a bit more of a psychopath than anything else. Yeah, you shouldn't be writing emails like a psychotic person. If you want to be taken seriously, write a nice email like that guy. Uh, um, I don't know. His emails were like super like sweet. Who's that cool guy that was like talking about eating people? Cool guy talking about eating people. Yeah, hey, that guy, he like got canceled pretty quick. The actor. Here's an actor who talked about eating people and got oh, canceled. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have even brought him up because I don't know his name. Harvey it's... Weinstein? Nope. He was like, he's got a really weird name. Anyway, you guys know who I'm talking about. Wait, like he's eating people? No, he just was like, he was like, it sounded like that was some weird thing he was into like talking about eating his partner or whatever and like and he would like say things to her about eating parts of her body and uh you know cannibal play cannibal play is a thing i don't know i've apparently his name is like army army hammer army armin armin hammer army the founder of armin hammer no army hammer Army Hammer, he's got the weirdest name. Army Hammer. Um, yeah. There's a guy in Japan that is a lot of people have talked about who, like, ate someone in, like, France and, and just, like, went back to Japan and lived his best life. Wow. Yeah. Talking about getting away with something serious. I'm, dude, humans, like, for example, one of our mutual friends, their dog ate some poop like human poop by accident like there was like there were homeless people shitting outside yeah and the dog accidentally because dogs will fucking eat anything and they had to go like to the animal vet immediately to like take care of the dog right and sure. like make sure the dog wasn't like in starting trouble. to turn into a human yeah but like human shit is super dangerous like, i'm just thinking like why eat meat man i just had an energy drink i'm probably disgusting you take a bite out of me you're dying man no i'm energized i probably be up for two days <laughs> be going take forever. a bite out of mo baby take a bite out of me. take a bite out of mo you'll be up for weeks uh dude that's pure energy speaking of taking a bite out of things uh i was writing I did, a joke. I did something i shouldn't have done today i Is did amy it. upstairs yeah she okay she's fine okay I went, I went back to Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Dude, I went back today. I went back. It's still, it's still hilarious. They took that lady off. You're the, such a fiend. You're, Dude, you're, you're I went, Jersey Mike's I went fiend. almost two weeks. They got a two week timeout almost. Oh my God. It's more like a 10 day, but they got a two weeker. And this is the thing. They took that lady the French lady off the off the sandwich area and they have her in the in the rear behind because they have like a separate sandwich station for other orders like probably catering or whatever so they just had her on there because when it's all written out it's probably a little less confusing for her to like be able to understand what goes on the sandwich because just all written out and you know whatever so it works out she's out of there I'm just happy she's gainfully employed. She's still so. gainfully employed, you know. Did you get your sandwich the way you wanted it? I got it exactly the way I... <laughs> oh, my God. But I got it exactly how I wanted it. 
and man, did it take a long time. It took so long. It, it was insane. It took almost 20 minutes to get my sandwich. We're putting them on timeout. <laughs> I want to put them back on timeout, time but the sandwich came out so good. <laughs> they did a good job. And also it was you hilarious. Good they, cold cut sandwiches here, man. You can make good cold cut sandwiches I know. at home. Dude. Yeah, but they have four different kinds of meats. I don't want to go buy four. That's a lot of plastic waste, the environment and whatnot. You've heard of it. I'm sure the gas to get. Don't worry about <laughs> Don't worry you about it. hop in it. a car? And I go. hop, hop, hop in a car, and I get on down to JM. But so I'm in there, and this lady's making other – there's so many online orders. Like, they're just doing online orders, and they'll be like, you know, three bozos in line, you know, me and my coworker, and then some other lady. And we're just waiting for a long time. They're getting through all these orders. And they got all the receipts, and they're all greasy. They got all those greasy orders. You know, they get the greasy hands all over them, and there's just grease streaks, and then they put it on the sandwich, and I'm just like – doesn't matter it doesn't matter and uh the the lady was making the sandwich right before mine and she's doing the top of the sandwich she's putting the mayo on and it like slipped out of her hand and like splooshed into like some other in- condiment and got drenched and she like looked at us and she just started giggling i was like okay <laughs> that's fine lady having fun at work dude and then so she had to like cut a whole new piece of bread and do it again and put the other thing on top and and we we're just looking at me and my coworker are just like laughing. We're just. Do they have soups? No. A good man. sandwich spot should have some soups, man. Some, some good old soupy whoopies. Yeah, I I don't think they have time for that in Jersey, Mike's. Not in Jersey. But I did mem. I remember to get my shore points this time, <laughs> and so I didn't have to worry about that. I'm just happy she's employed and you're getting the sandwiches you deserve. I know everyone's happy now. For a sandwich. That show? was way too long. 20, what were you doing for 20 minutes? I was making jokes with my coworker about whatever. Mostly just like, are you ever worried that when you're eating a sub in the men's room of a gay bar that someone might think that you're gay? I That's, think you're gay at that point. I think you might be gay. You become gay. Yeah. I think you might be gay. You might be, you might be it. I say just accept yourself, you know? Yeah. I don't just know. What, what were we talking about? We were talking about... Uh, love yourself. Love yourself. I'm talking I don't to know. you. We're talking about cars. We're talking about cars breaking down. Uh, just passing the time. We're giggling. We're goofing. But we also we went out to lunch at the... Uh, at a at a pho place. I love pho, dude. Ooh, ooh, which pho how, place? How long doesn't matter. I don't want to because it's gonna. I'm not gonna say anything good. Ugh, why? I don't know what is wrong. I don't know what is wrong with these pho people. I don't get it. That's, well, that's all racist. Is it the pho people? I don't know that. It's not actually. It's just this one restaurant that I've had a problem with. So what was wrong with the pho? Walk me through the, your experience, your truth. Tell me your truth. My truth is I get in there, okay? okay. It's not very busy. You're in there. I'm in the pho place, okay? Not very busy. And uh, this this woman's like, oh, have a seat wherever. I'll come take your order. She gives us you know, a couple printed menus. And me and my coworker sit down. We're BSing. Like guys do, you oh, know, man. and they were BS in a while. They're like, what if this lady's ever going to come over and take our order? You know, what if that's ever going to happen? And then it's like 10 minutes went by before she came back. Wait, and is this lunch? Yeah. Fall for lunch is weird, dude. Why? For lunch on a work day? 
Don't oh, worry yeah. about it. Okay. And so, so we order. It's a. I get the pho. He gets a banh mi. He gets See, a banh mi. That he gets some dumplings. <laughs> he gets some dumplings. We're all. I'm eat, I'm. I'm excited for my pho. I haven't. I haven't had pho since the winter. It's been a while. I've been fallous. And I'm like, I play. Finally, ten minutes goes by. She takes her orders, and then I'm like, look at the time. Like, is this ever coming out? How long should pho take to get a bowl of pho? Um, a you got the number. Place. You got the number in mind. You I, got. Tell me when you got it. You I got, got a number. And on three, we're gonna say yeah. it. one, two, three, eight minutes. Thirty-five minutes. Thirty-five minutes for pho. For good pho, yeah. It I'd, takes I'd that wait long. Thirty-five minutes, yeah. I would wait that long. Not wait. How long would you once you put your order in? How long you? Once I put my order in, how long did you take? Wouldn't it take wait, like five I would minutes? Wait 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never had it take more than like five, ten minutes max for pho. Well, I would just assume that the broth has already been made and yeah. has been sitting for like five hours. Um, but then, okay, what what type of meat are you having on there? The rare steak. Rare steak. Okay. I probably would expect my noodles to be boiling, and I would also expect my beef, and then. I would also take into account other orders and to-go orders that might have come before there me. There weren't a lot of people. There weren't a lot of orders. Not a lot of people didn't there, but busy. were they doing de- deliveries? Didn't seem like a lot you was going on. Deliveries. Didn't seem like much was going on. And every time I've ordered from them, it's been ready in 20 minutes. Then that's different. If that is, if there's a standard there, if it's like ready in 20, then yeah. But I waited 10 to order and then another 30 to get the food. Okay. You know the place. So that's but but like if I was going to a place I didn't know them, I my 30, 30 35 minutes and after 35 for minute soup, mark I'm losing dude, my mind. For soup. Yeah, for soup that's pho way too long. It's not a simple soup. It's not a simple soup, it's but simple it soup. should it is the heart of the Vietnamese people, okay? But you here's understand? the thing about pho. Here's what's up about pho. It's it's incredibly delicious. It's amazing. It's the it's so good. It's, it's the best. Soup. <laughs> it's my favorite soup. It's my favorite noodle dish. And uh, I, I mean, anytime I can get it, I, I'm excited. Are you, you a know? beef uh, person? Yeah, I'll get the beef. Chicken? Oh, cool. Yeah, I always usually get the beef. I've, I think I've had the chicken before, but uh, beef is just, I don't know. I guess that's the first one I ever had. And we went to like, I had it for the first time like question. in a Vietnamese neighborhood. Are you squirting sauce in there? Yeah, you, baby. You have to raw dog the broth, dude. Broth has to be raw dog. You can't you can't squirt stuff in there. What are you squirting in there? Think what they give you. The sriracha. Poison. Sriracha. They don't give you like a whole bottle though. They just give you a little bit on a plate. Yeah. I like to put the hoisin and beef like separately. I'll dip that. But the broth to me is sacred. I gotta keep it the broth should stand alone, you know. Oh well I I like the way it tastes with all that stuff in it to me. Well, do you? I know I will do me. Yeah, do you? And I definitely try it without. Do it the wrong way. I yeah. make sure to have it. I make sure to have my broth totally virginal, you know, without anything in there. I'll have it as is. You have a taste. I get some taste. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good. And I'll have it. And then I'm like, all right, now it's time to switch it up to the way that I'm, I love. I can I love respect it. that. You've earned my respect. Okay, thank you. I don't think you want it. I love. It, but... I love to get a little a little food related respect. And I feel like I'm an authority. Yeah, but I've had some, I've had some rough pho situations. Me too. There are bad pho places. There are for sure. And not that we can talk about them, but 
for sure. They're very I, bad pho. The pa- quality pho of the pho at this place is good, but the, the experience was a little... That's the thing. It, quality of food does always... I, always That's trumps everything. Is If the service sucks and the food is really good, then like... Okay, that's fine. But if it, I've it, never been a fan of customer service, man, because I've never like, I'm a big customer service guy for things that aren't food related. But I almost want some bad. I I just assume bad customer service equates to good food. You know, it's just a natural, natural thing because they have to have a reason to have you come back. Like they're like, people with bad customer service. Restaurants with bad customer service are like, my food's so good. That I can call this guy a motherfucker. Yeah. And they'll come back. Yeah. They're like crack fiends. You know, well, they put that extra MSG in there. Soup you know? Nazi. I think that's kind of that's sort, of, sort of the. They come back. They still want to go back. They'll do whatever it takes just to have that delicious soup. What a great show, Seinfeld. My girlfriend has never watched Friends. And then I was like, oh my God, have you watched Seinfeld? Because that's like to me, like. Seinfeld and Friends were that era to me. Like it, they, were close. they were that era, for sure. And then sure. She, she looks at me and says, Mo, I'm white. Of course, I've watched Seinfeld. And I was like, You know oh. what's... Okay. Yeah. All right, sure. I did not like Friends. I just... But you watched it. No. Really? Not, I mean, I'm sure I'd seen... You know, it was probably the 90s, and it was on syndication, and I had very few... TV channels, so there was definitely a point, I'm sure, where Friends was on the TV, and I just happened to be watching it. But I don't think I that I ever child, sought it out. And I, I, it was just on free TV, and my, exactly, and I would just watch it exactly as a kid. So I watched Friends and Seinfeld for that. It was on TV. That but was Seinfeld free. was great. Seinfeld was. I amazing. always, I was always laughing at Seinfeld. I always thought I, I always loved Kramer until he became racist. But like, yeah, he did say that racist stuff. But uh, he was so funny. I think the turkey basting one where he was tanning. Yeah, uh, classic. Was, uh, freaking hilarious. But no, you know what's good too? It gives me Seinfeld vibes, but it's like its own kind of thing. Is um, Atlanta? I don't know if you ever watched Atlanta um, no. by um, Donald Glover. No, I, um, oh, I've heard of it though. It is a surprisingly really good show. It obviously focuses on Atlanta and a rapper, um, and Childish Gambino, aka uh, Donald Glover, as a character in the show. But it's like super surreal, like, and it's like really funny. It's crazy funny. Oh my god, what a great show! I, I oh, so I was hanging out with my buddy in california when i was uh living out there my buddy fidel shout out for fidel castro hernandez uh i'm he he probably listens to this um <laughs> he might but anyway i remember shout out fidel. we're we're at his we're at his apartment and uh i was we were like watching tv having some tequila Ooh. having a good time and he puts on friends He's like, oh, I love Friends. I was like, what? <laughs> you love Friends? I. It's just one of those shows where, I, uh, I don't know, man. I just I couldn't get into it. And that guy died the other day. Yeah, Matthew Perry. Matthew or, Perry. Yeah, he um, he's a good actor, and he seemed like a nice enough guy too. 
He really young. He badmouthed uh, Keanu Reeves. He yeah. was he was saying well he wrote his book and he said this thing. He's like, why do we lose all the good ones yet people like Keanu Reeves still walk this earth? <laughs> like he said something like that, and it's kind of hilarious to me that he is now dead. <laughs> That's funny. It's like he was predicting it. Keanu Reeves. Why would you shit on Keanu Reeves, man? Why would you throw him under the bus like that? What a guy. He's like the best guy. He seems like a great dude. He lost family. Everyone knows he lost like a sister or something to cancer, making him like the permanent nice guy. But he plays a character in that video game, Cyberpunk 2020. uh, What is it? No. Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk 20. Yeah, whatever. 2076. 2076, yeah. Um, he plays uh, Johnny Silver Hands in that game, which I thought was really weird, but it worked. Did you get into that game? I did. I, I, I got it when it first came out. So what's it actually, th- that game is what consoled me um, when uh, this girl I was dating um, abruptly just kind of disappeared from my life and kind of destroyed me for like a year and a half. Damn. And that was the first game and I so played. Cyberpunk got you back to life? Cyberpunk disappointed me just like my love life was disappointing me at the time. How'd you, then, how'd you hear about Cyberpunk? before it came out oh i knew i knew about cyberpunk was there way a, back probably when you found out about it they announced it in 2010 or 9 really they announced that game a long time ago cd project red creators of games like the witcher um they uh it was their big huge game that they were going to make um and it took forever in development and they finally released it and um there were a bunch of bugs. Like I could barely run it on my PC, which was, had like some pretty decent specs. They committed straight up fraud, from what I recollect, because they actually like had a high end PC play the game in a demo, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's being played on a PS5, or that's being played on a PS4, or whatever." I have. I did hear a lot of this stuff, and it it did look like it was going to be a cool game, and it is on my Steam wish list still. I've kept it on there. I. I it always goes on sale, and I always think about buying it. But I would wait when it gets to a good sale, and then you get the DLC as well. Because I'm going to wait for the DLC to go on sale myself. I haven't played the DLC. I only play, played the main game. But that's a fun game. And you get to build your character any way you want. Like, I was a, I was, um, a samurai. So I had, like... Um, I had, like, a katana. And I had built my character to just do, like, wicked damage. Um, and just, like, cut people up. But you could be a hacker. You could like hack people's Bioware and stuff. So everyone's like bio genetic yeah, so or it's whatever. It's a cyberpunk game. The whole idea is um, you're in a world called, you're in a city called Night City in like what is like Los Angeles or, yeah, it's like Los Angeles, I think. And uh, there are all these areas that you can live and there are gangsters. And like the whole game revolves around you being uh, what's called like an edge runner. It's like uh, the idea of like you're you're kind of like a bounty hunter type deal, but you also do like you're on the fringes of like society. Um, and uh, the plot of the game is you're asked to go steal um, a uh, chip from a company called Arasaka. So it's probably a better idea to talk about how in this world. Is it a Pocky like, one chip? Huh? Is it the Pocky one chip? Is that what they call it? The one chip challenge? The one that... No. Okay. <laughs> no. It's not. It's, a, it's, the, it's called like Soul Saver or Soul Eater or whatever. And it like has uh, like the personality and uh, basically like the memories and personality of um, a uh, terrorist rock star played by Keanu Reeves called Ooh. Johnny Silverhands. 
Um, but the whole world is about a world like where corporations are not just like businesses. They're like, they're like little countries with like militaries and like they fight and they have wars against each other and they're all like vying for control of the whole world. And you're basically tossed in the middle of it. It's a fun game. It's a cool game. If you like RPGs, like role playing games, it's a fun world. It seems like. It just seems like another kind of like GTA type of game. It's not it's, really. It's, it's different not. than GTA. Yeah. Um, well, would you call? Would you? Would you say like um, Skyrim is like a GTA type of game? No, I wouldn't call G- Skyrim a GTA kind of game. I think to be a GTA game, you have Fallout, to Fallout games. No, is no. Fallout like? But Fallout's kind of like Cyberpunk, right? Yeah, yeah. they're similar, but the difference is like a GTA. Yeah, what's you have to have. A better physics engine than what they have and there's more emphasis in the actual shooting and the crime and the in the owning a house and owning property like it's almost it's it's a different kind of beast versus like those games like you can own a house in skyrim you can own places you can like be on mounts cars but like the driving isn't slick enough like okay the crime it's the crime is there but it's truly is an rpg like first person shooter type game versus yeah. um saying it's a um, like um a gta i don't know gta is like a different thing it's like a crime simulator to me there's really isn't like a lot of fantasy in gta so it's hard to like i see the only way you could compare it is like yeah, yeah, you can drive cars in Cyberpunk, but well, the, I kind of think it's not it, like the same. When I GTA. say that, it's just like you're you're someone in an in like an open world, and you go and do missions. That's kind of like to me a GTA type game. Yeah, but the missions are like really RPG based missions. Like you have a lot more control. Like there are dialogue strings within the missions, so there are different conclusions to the missions yeah. versus how you play it. Versus GTA is a lot more linear. Like you know, like trevor's gonna kill that person you know in the, I see. In the game like or yeah. michael's gonna there's no real choice unless at the end of the game you have three choices whether four whether or not to let one of the three main characters live and win the game or four have all four of them in gta win the game and they go after the big bad or whatever um you do have four different endings in the newest gta game but it's different because each mission always ends the same way up until that last point. Most okay. of the missions, like they all end versus like in cyberpunk, you can have really like, I think there are seven, eight different endings um, depending on what you decide. And then I think there are also separate endings split in between them. Like in the, like the, like the, the way the quests are rolled out are really different. Okay. Yeah. yeah so that's one you got to get super deep into. It sounds like yeah, yeah. It's I think relatively deep. You can really enjoy. honestly. One of my favorite things to do was walk around the city, and like when someone mean mugged me, I would just murder them. And wow. Like, yeah, it was great. It was a good time. There it is. Just walk around, and the music was really good. That's one thing they don't give that game credit for. The music was fun. It was like this super like futuristic. Like it felt cool. There, that's that's a big part of the games is the music i feel like you got to have the good music in the games or it's not like it's it's like not as good of an experience i feel like movies and video games are like the ultimate form of artistic expression because they involve so many different mediums and layers to make it work yeah that i think it's like they're both very 
there i don't know why like people have accepted films as like high art but i don't think they've accepted video games as like art and there are some games like i don't consider just i consider them like great novels you know what i mean like i think Mm. like skyrim or metro um last light those games are like they're almost like great novels to me than they are like yeah people don't yeah people don't uh they some people don't think of video games that way but there are some there's cool stories definitely in, in games there are a lot of people who are like the minute you mention video games, they're like they dismiss you as. Like, oh yeah, there's a lot of people who just beings. turn this podcast off. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Fuck they're you!" Like, oh no, they're talking about games. I gotta shut this crap off. But this is the thing about games, though. As a as a guy that's really busy, I I just don't have time f- for games. Or it's like, I love, I love video games, man. I love playing video games so much and I just never have time for them. So even when I do have time for them, it's been so long since I've played video games. I just never think to play them. Like I might go on like a a few day stretch where I'll like play a game, but then I'm, but like now I'm like editing more videos with my free time, which I, I like, I have fun doing that. Like, and I feel like I'm actually like doing something like kind of productive and it's kind of cool, but um, I'll I'll miss playing video games and having a kid. It's like mm. you really spend time with your kid, and you're not you just don't have time for games. Like when you don't have a kid, all that time you're not you're not doing anything. So it's like you can just play games all you want. It's whatever. It's you know, very it's a very fun time in your life when you're when you're childless. Childless. Um. Yeah, I hope I keep it going for a while. Um. Yeah, man. I I gotta say, I'll probably I've I've coworkers of mine who play video games still, even with a whole family. It's just a matter of how you, like, what you decide to do. It seems like you're happy, and I appreciate yeah. you editing these videos and doing what you do there. But it's like, I, I I think it's okay to have time where you're unproductive. Oh, dude. I mean, I, I had my time, and when you're at your time in your life right now, what? How old are you? Twenty nine. I'm 28. 28? 29 soon. Okay, yeah. Like, when I was 28, 29, I was definitely gaming. Like, you know, I was I was playing my games. No, I mean, just from, like, a different... I'm not offended or any... Or, 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 you'll like, see. Not, you'll see how... I, 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 I'll, I'll be curious. You know, when this... When we get to episode, you know... <laughs> 20 million or whatever. 250. But... When you're when you're in your mid-30s and, you, and, you know, we're crushing this podcast. And, like... We can quit our job. This is our full-time job. studio Um, you'll see you're like oh yeah i just you maybe it's a you grow out of video games you grow out of it a little bit as you get older um some of that happens but you know it's anytime i can get into a game for a little while it's fun Uh, but i get ambitious i get ambitious i want to play a game that's like that's like you know red 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 Dead Redemption Two that I I I bought that game I I played That's it. That's a good game. I played it. I probably put like three four hours into it, and then I just like had no time for a couple weeks, and then I just like never played it again. And I keep I it'll come pop up in my mind every so often as like oh I gotta play that. And so Red Red Dead Redemption uh, will be a game that I hope to eventually find the time for. But yeah, with. With it's having, worthwhile. It's a fun game. With having kids, though, it's like, um, 
I want my I'll definitely want a game with my kid and I I hope I hope she wanted to play Magic the Gathering and there's no way she will. <laughs> but I can hope. She might. Um I'm definitely going to like curate like everything that um I'm going to curate, you know, what she should if I ever have a kid like what they would like what they would like I'd make them play Skyrim. We do Skyrim run. We would do Oh yeah, you got to be Skyriming. Mortal Kombat. Um maybe um Honestly, one of my favorite games ever is Divinity Original Sin 2, so I'd make them do a run with me and Baldur's Gate and some Kingdom Hearts, if you know, you know. Um, but there are also movies I'd make them watch, too, like Goodfellas is mandatory. We'd have to watch Goodfellas. We'd have to watch both Godfathers. We'd have to watch Irishman. We'd have to watch um, The Boy in Striped Pajamas. Just what about classics. Tim and Eric? Um, free real estate, yeah, for sure. Um, my kid, I think when she's about seven, that's when I'm gonna just show her all of Tim and Eric. <laughs> You're gonna have a weird kid. How about Monty Python? You're gonna show show oh, her some of the good one. Best uh, maybe bits? I'll do that one first. Well, I'll kind of do it how I like. I'll do a little Monty Python. I'll do some, uh, you know, just the old, the classic. Maybe some old SNL, some really cool '90s. SNL, oh, dude, Mad TV 90s. for sure. Um, she probably won't like it. I'm just so curious what what my kid of will hate of mine that I like. You know, I think whatever you don't force is what she'll probably like the most. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. My parents got me into SNL. They they were that was like one of one of those shows that. We watched together as a family. We watched Conan together. Mm. Like, I remember my dad would, like, tape Conan in the 90s, like, and uh, then we'd, we'd watch it on tape, like, the next day, and we like, fast forward through the commercials. Or, like, on the weekend, like, Sunday morning, we'd always watch, like, SNL because mm. we'd have, like, a tape of it, and we'd just fast forward through all the commercials. There's good moments. Um my, me and my mom watched Cops together. That's what she liked a lot. She <laughs> That's liked great. Dude, did you ever watch the one where there was a, a guy soliciting prostitutes in a clown outfit? No. <laughs> Doesn't it sound made up? Yeah, but it's probably real. Yeah, I no, I mean, I mean, I'm going to probably put a clip of it. You're probably <laughs> looking at a clip of it right here. There's a clip of... My mom liked it because of the, um, because of the intro music, and she also... Oh, yeah liked it um because like whenever we were doing anything bad at the house she was like bad boys bad boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when i come for you was she laughing (laughs) yeah she'd laugh her ass off um my mom liked to make songs before she like uh disciplined us or anything she'd be like she'd be like um I, i remember she'd sing a somali song which was um um, which means um, Muhammad, oh, um, your butt's wagging. Should I hit you or should I let you go? <laughs> your butt's wagging. Should I hit you? Should I let you go? <laughs> Something weird. It's cool that it rhymes even in, in English. In <laughs> yeah, I punched this. Um, but no, it's um, 
It was fun. She was like, bad boys, bad boys. Uh, what you gonna do? Uh, what you gonna do? And she'd do have a little smirk on her face. Oh, yeah. She'd laugh her ass off. Because she thought it was funny. We, she, we had cops on sometimes in the house. But, I mean, cops is a, cops is a rough family show. Because it's like, it's just criminals on TV, you know? That's one thing about my childhood. Maybe, you know, it's funny. It's like parents are more sensitive about it now. I had a single mom, so she didn't have that much control what we watched. But like, because she didn't understand English, I got to watch like a lot of things before. Yeah, it's like, it just didn't click. She was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't ruining my kid's brain because I don't understand what they're talking about. No one is. So like the Simpsons. So if she saw like some sitcoms, if there was like any sex or anything like that, immediately she'd be like, oh no, off. That has to go. Like visual cues, like Harold and Kumar, all that stuff. She saw that. She'd be like. Oh, turn that off. So I would fast forward through stuff as a kid so she doesn't see it. But um, cartoons, she would let go. Like The Simpsons, we had to fight. Me and my my brother had to write arguments about why we should be allowed to watch The Simpsons. Because she wouldn't catch some of the stuff. But then, obviously, Homer and Marge are in bed fucking. And she's like, no, bad show. This is no good. No yeah. good. And we'd yeah, have yeah, to yeah. argue, like, no, mom, they're just wrestling. No, you don't get it. They're like, I like that you're telling your mom that two adults in a bed are wrestling. That's that's wrestling. something That's something that two parents tell their kid when they catch them. I'd have to We're just it, wrestling. That's uh-huh. all that's happening. I will say credit my mom anytime there was an argument she would always hear us out before ignoring us yeah yeah <laughs> she'd always listen well that's well that's that's really cool that your mom would do that um i i would just basically get under my mom's skin till she snapped and i never they never grounded me really i never got ground were you ever grounded did they ever ground you? She tried it, but she worked like four jobs, so she I just wait till she left. Really? Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't monitor. She couldn't do anything yeah. about. It. Yeah, I mean, with my parents, just never did the grounding thing. Like I think they would take things away from me, but at some point when they're like, "Go to your room," and your room is where all the things that you like to do is. Is that a sentence? That's fine, but. When they're all everything you do is in your room, and then they tell you to go to your room, you're just like, okay, I'll go in my room, and I'm just gonna play guitar for three hours, like, and that's fine. That's they, and that's actually honestly what I would do a lot. I would just go, I would go play guitar for hours on end in my room. It's just what I would do. You know, my mom, like, obviously corporal punishment was a thing. I talk about it in my stand up a lot, but it was like, she was never really like that bad about it she was just really big about school and like she used to just play a lot of games it was really funny like i like i would be playing a video game right and i didn't have a memory card so i would bro i got really good at games because i would just speed run to where i was in a game if i couldn't keep the thing on yeah so if i couldn't keep the ps2 on i think that's why they had codes a lot of time you could there weren't some codes. codes in some of the games there were no codes in in uh, kingdom hearts or any of those games so or sly cooper so i would replay vast parts of games all the time because something happened someone unplugged something yeah so my mom what she would do whenever she was mad at me she would just chill 
and like I'd be in the middle of the game and she knows like I'd keep the PS2 on for like three, four days in a row and I'm like, Mom, whatever you do, please don't. When you vac them, please don't pull it out. Mom, please don't do this to me. And I'd beg her and she'd be like, yeah, cool. And she'd be like, just chilling in the side. And I had done something stupid, like awful, like in the house, I'd broken something or whatever. She'd just wait and she'd be like, oh, are you having fun? Oh, good, good, my good boy, just having fun. And she'd slyly sneak over. <laughs> Classic mom. And she's like, fuck you. That's what moms do. She had, she needed to have fun. Man. You know what my, my mom would do when, like, I would, I would quote Wayne's World. Mm. Um, and there's a famous line where he'd say, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. And, and I used to quote that line a lot. And then I did it so much. I was saying it so much, and my parents kept telling me not to do it. My mom lost it, and she just took the Wayne's World tape because it was a tape, you know? <laughs> this was, like, 1993 or 94 or whatever. And she just, like, ripped the tape out of, like, she took the string of tape out of the tape itself, out of the VHS, and then she threw it away, and it was done. And that was the end. And she did. She smashed my Nirvana Nevermind album. She <laughs> she broke it and threw it away because I was I pissed her off so much. <laughs> my mom never broke any of my stuff. Cause she they never hit. They it. never hit me, but they would break my shit. <laughs> that would piss me off, dude. Yeah. I always thought being grounded was immoral. Like, I thought it was wrong because I was like, your childhood. There's so much of your childhood. Like you get so much of it to like be grounded for like a week or a month is so wrong. Like especially during the summer. Yeah. Because you only have so much of your childhood. Like, my mom, I was always very thankful. My mom never really grounded me. Like, she, corporal punishment, maybe just, like, a little bit of you can't go outside for a couple of days. But, like, she never, like, grounded me for a month or a week or took, like, vast amounts of time away from me. Yeah. But um, one thing that we did was my mom, and what I got to thank her for it, is she was really big on, like, teaching us about our culture. And one thing she would do is every once in a while she did meet up with a bunch of other women and they would sing um like somali songs and stuff and like music and uh, like they would have like drums and stuff and like nice play around and we got to hang out with them while they did that i met a somali band that lived with us they were like our roommates for a little while and they were playing music getting ready for like um weddings and stuff and me and my mom would watch a bunch of old. You can't even find the stuff on YouTube anymore. Oh, it's that. These are it's really that rare. old, like DVDs and VHSs of like Somali plays that were play like recorded on like dinky home. home video. <laughs> yeah, home it videos. was like some guy's home videos, basically. But these were like famous for like they were disseminated. Really famous comics uh, from Somalia or famous famous actresses, and they would. Um, there's this one, the plot was stupid and I'm probably not remembering it correctly, but the plot was, um, well, it doesn't matter because no one can find it. Apparently nobody can find this. <laughs> so uh, go ahead. So, but there do your best. There are people who know about it though. Um, but, uh, there was a man who, um, owed somebody some money. Classic guy. And he was freaking out about it. And he's like, man, I owe somebody some money. I don't know what to do. And his friend looks at him. Does and he says, know who he owes? <laughs> he owes somebody he owes some a money. lot of people some money some bad folks and oh, uh shit. the guy's like talking to a friend he's like i don't know what to do and the friend's like you know what you should do man um anytime someone reaches out to you and says um hey you owe me money um just say to them you're right 
And in Somali, that means Warunta. So he's like, anytime someone says, you know, you owe me money, just say, Warunta. Warunta. Just say it. Just say Warunta. Warunta. And he's like, he's like, why would I say this? He's like, because people will think you're crazy if you keep saying it. Nice. Just commit to the bit. Commit to the bit, commit sir. Commit to the bit. And uh, he was, so they would have a series of people come to him, screaming at him, saying, oh, you bastard, you owe me this money. You have to give me this money. I need this money. My kids are dying. I don't know what to do. Give me this money. He'd be like, you owe me this money. He'd be like, Warunta. They'd be like, okay, you know, I, you owe me this money. Now give me this money. I need this. Warunta. And he would keep doing this and doing this, doing this in the show. That's show my guy. On until he gets, I think he gets beat up or something. That's my so guy. So ever since my mom, anytime she would lecture me, my mom goes on these huge rants and lectures. Even now, she'll just call me and go on and on about like, you know, you could have been, you could have been a lawyer if you, if you paid attention to this. I need you to do it. And at the end, I would, I would just be like, Warunta. And she starts laughing her ass off. Wow, for that's years, all you have to say. We've been saying warunta to each other. And she'll say it to me sometimes. Like, I'll go off on my shit. Be like, Mom, I don't really appreciate how you're doing this. And she'll be like, warunta. Uh, just to sh- like the whole idea of like you're listening to someone, but you're not really listening to them. You're really kind of saying fuck you. Was our that's pretty good. Thing. Yeah, I don't I don't have that with my, my mom. I don't say warunta. Well, I don't think I should. I'm going to start saying it, actually. <laughs> they're going to be like, then they're going to really think I'm crazy. I'm like, it's a Somali word. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it means cunt. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and we're canceled. <laughs> but no, um, that, was, uh, that, was, that was something I would... Uh, you should bleep that out. No, I will. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, your kid so... never hears half the shit I say. Nah, she won't care. Who wants? What kid? If if your mom had a podcast with her friend, do you think you'd tune in every week? I would. One hundred percent, I would. Because really? I know half the podcast would be about me and her. And, and my you're a siblings. narcissist, and you just want to hear about you. I don't want to hear about me. I want to hear what she's releasing to the public. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does she listen to this? Uh no, no, no. She has. Never listened to any of my stand-up, and she has never gone to any shows, and she never will. Is that because she doesn't want to? She knows about it. She thinks it's stupid. Yeah. She thinks I should focus on my career. <laughs> yeah. My my mom has been one of the people in my life who's constantly telling me I should give up on my, my hobbies. That's <laughs> basically what it is. Dude, you're successful. You're a homeowner. You're successful. That's That's what I say, man. I got a I got a house, I got a kid, I got a lady, I got a job. I'm doing all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing I kind of like I got my bases covered. Yeah, dude. I'm doing doing fine like be uh you got a cute kid too, you know, one day she could do commercials. Yeah, hopefully well Gerber I can baby. get her into the commercials and I can start making money. Making that money, you know. Would you ever have another kid? No. I don't think so. I think that's uh, a little. It's it's already hard for me having one, so mm-hmm. I think having another one might make it possibly twice as hard. So that seems like it might be. Really Is there rough. a point of diminishing hardness when it comes to having kids? Well, <laughs> like, I think it. So when you get to five, can they just take care of each other? Well, once they're five, you start to kind of get your life back a little bit. That's that's what people say. When they're five years old. Yeah. Oh. 
that's kind of when you start to get because like i don't know it's it's a it's a common experience with the the kid thing like you just you always think it's really hard and then you look back six months ago and you're like oh that wasn't actually that bad and it and it just continually gets tougher and that's at least what i've been experiencing so far but it's you know yeah. it's rewarding and you feel you feel good and you you love your kid so it's all good stuff dude i feel like there's never a right time for stuff like i assume like maybe one day I'll, I'll end up with your scenario like you're just in a relationship and suddenly you like have a kid but like like i i think i need some therapy before i have a kid cuz like i'm so worried about being like like my dad or something like being just like you're gonna be like your dad because you're you're already well aware of what you don't want to be like so i think you're you're a smart enough guy and and a nice enough guy to not be that person but that's the thing like i'm nice when i have my coffee and sure i'm you know trying you know what i mean if you have kids you learn there's an exhaustion piece piece of it because the puppies are already testing my patience half puppies are different man puppies are insane dude a baby little puppy is like out of control insanity it's really hard taking care of a puppy i've been working on a joke about how i've been raising my puppy the way like i was raised like like I'm yelling at it in a language it doesn't understand and expecting it to just like listen to me. And like my girlfriend at the same time is trying like positive reinforcement and then giving up when it's inconvenient. That's like, tough, man. And it's like, I just, I don't know. It's, and that's just a dog. Like you have a, you know, freaking human being that will contribute to the society. You either have, you know, well, you, you probably have a normal person, but you could have the next, you know, Nobel Prize laureate or the person that destroys this world, like right upstairs. Yeah, you don't really know. You I, have I would no assume. Idea. I think most kids end up kind of taking after their parents in a lot of ways. That's sort of how it mostly usually goes. Usually, it's not like, you know, usually two drug addicts that are, you know constantly fighting and whatever usually aren't raising a kid that does the you know when wins a nobel prize or you know it's usually like so yeah i'm pretty sure my kid's not going to win the nobel prize because me and amy are so huge drug addicts he's <laughs> unnamed child you're watching this you need to prove your daddy wrong. No, she's you good. Prove your daddy she's wrong. not going to do anything bad. Get the Nobel Peace Prize. She's a little. I bra- was in the She's a little side. bratty right now, but I think that's pretty common it too. So I'm not. I'm not holding it against her. Yeah. You know. She they does call them the terrible twos, right? Yeah, she does some cute stuff, and then she does some crazy stuff, and that's like little kids. That's just what it is, man. Like I'm. I'm. I'll think about the things that I remember doing as a kid, and it was insane. Oh yeah. So. Oh. It's going to be okay. My kid's going to be fine. We used to throw knives at the fucking walls as like eight-year-olds all In the time. your house? Oh, yeah. Like, like they were dartboards. Yeah. We did okay, it all the time. Okay, that's... On the drywall. Ludicrous. Dude. Yeah. Your, your mom didn't flip out? Oh, my mom beat her ass. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I was going to say, like... Throw shit all the time. Oh, my... Dude, how... We'd get hyped up watching Naruto and throw fucking, like, oh knives at the wall. Me and my brother Fozzie did this all the time. It was like our shit. 
It was crazy. Do you think that white kids and black kids play equally hard? Um, yeah, I do think so in most cases. I think it depends. I think poor kids and poor kids play equally hard. I think it's like a financial thing most of the time. Yeah. But I do th- think, um, like, it's difficult because, like, in Maine, there's this weird idea that, like, I think in Maine it's hard because you have a bunch of Somali, or not Somali, but like African children, right? Some of whom had a lot of time raised in African countries with bigger cities yeah. and more resources, sure. different types of resources. And there's this like bit of an edge where they might have had to grow up a little sooner. That's what happened when I came to this country. Sure. Like, I came, I was a three year old in Somalia, so it was different for me. But, like, I had cousins and family members who were, like, 14, 16 living in Mokadishu, and they had to grow up really early. So they weren't the same 16-year-olds that they met at, like, Deering High School, Portland High School. Yeah. They were different animals. They are harder. Some of those 8-year-olds aren't the same 8-year-olds no, that you're meeting. Yeah, So you have sure. to have a degree of understanding that it's, like, not a just a race thing, but it's, like, it's a different mentality. Like, you take a kid from Palestine, put him in... You know, ten-year-old kid from I Palestine. Guess, I guess him, what put you should, in elementary school. What it's you a different should animal. say, yeah, do kids who are, I guess, kids who grow up in harder situations play harder. I think so. Um, maybe it also always depends on that person too, and the empathy. And side, if they're but... really into wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> if they watch a lot of wrestling, those are the kids that played the hardest. I remember in school. Man, yeah, I don't know. I, Those the kids, wrestling kids. I remember the kids who hit the hard. I fought a lot of kids growing up. The kids who hit the hardest were oftentimes, were oftentimes the wrestlers, uh, the footballers. Were oftentimes black. Um, <laughs> and some Cambodians. <laughs> the Cambodians hit <laughs> some hard. Some Cambodians that hit yeah, hard. Um, they'll do that to you. But you know who? The one time I got the wind knocked out of me was a white dude who like tackled me in football. That dude went through me. It was crazy. You know what? You know what? Middle school, he went through me. This was... is this is really cool. When I've had the wind knocked out of me twice, it was by a shovel both times. Wow. Self-induced. Okay. <laughs> like Self-induced. you stepped on it like a cartoon. No, <laughs> that would be in the face, especially for me. But no, what would happen is I'd be pushing Short shovel exactly. I'd be push. <laughs> I'd be pushing the shovel through the snow. And then it would get like this happened like twice. It would get like caught on something, and I'd be like running with the shovel, and it would just go. And then I'd be like, Ugh. "How does that happen twice?" Where you're like, "I want to prevent." Well, this. it's not like it was in a row, dude. <laughs> it's not like I was like, "Oh, let me do this again." Oh, why would I do that again? This is so stupid. No, it it happened. Uh, yeah, twice, two separate years. And then I was like, you know what, Keith? It's just happened twice. It's not happening again. Okay. No more running around with the shovel. Take your time, you idiot. You know, so that's one thing I'm not looking forward to moving to a house now. It's I have to, I have to shovel. I have to. Eh, I did not blow. have to do that. Snowblowing's uh, fine. Yeah, I maybe we'll get a snowblower. I think there's a way for us to get a snowblower, but never had to do that when I rented. Do you have a snowblower? Um, so I don't own the house. You have a the, driveway that you have her, to take care of. Yeah, the. The, her brother oh, has a friend who has a snow blower apparently close by, but yeah, I think the one I have it was like three or four hundred bucks. 
maybe it's not, worth the investment. It's not too bad. If if you think about it, like, and I mean, I use it what four or five times a year, maybe a little more. Maybe I think a little it's worth less. it than shoveling. It is. You don't have to pay someone to plow, and shoveling will break your back. You know. Yeah. So I don't want to highly shovel. recommend a snowblower. What's nice is I can work from home if it's like ever really bad. Yeah, me too. Which is a, a good deal. Um, working from home is so fucking sweet. But we could talk about that another. Yeah, date. I would. I would say that. Uh, you know, one day when we live together mm. and we do Mo Keith time every single day. Holy shit, dude! Maybe we'll have spinoffs. You know, like just Mo time. <laughs> Mo time. Dude, a Keith special time. episode. It's just Mo time. <laughs> Uh, Amy time just Amy gets a little spot she just gets on both mics at the same time and she's like there's these two idiots that talk in my house once a week you know what's crazy I never see her I, I come here at least once or twice a week I've only seen her like once or twice <laughs> yeah cause now her. well cause you come you sneak right. me in like your mistress in the garage you are I have to sneak you in because if I don't then the dumb dog pees on the floor because my dog just cannot help but pee when, when she sees, sees black people black people or white people or Asian people for that matter you have Asian friends sometimes wow I don't know there's Asian people kicking around yeah I've had an Asian guy over here it's fine um yeah all kinds of folks and uh my dog will just pee, and so I have to. I have to. Keep, I have to get people in through the garage, and then just keep the dog out. It just makes it so much simpler. Pee. You do have always, a cute little dog. Always will do a little piddle. I have to like. It's a it's a war, man. It's a battle. It's really excited. So that's why I sneak you in out of spite. I think my dog. My dog's been doing it at, like when she's mad at us. Yeah, well, that's that'll hopefully go away. It takes. I would say. I think it takes a few months before dogs start to kind of get get rid of that habit. We're down to one accident a day now. Oh, it used to be pretty like good. Four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Four. It yeah. used to be an insane amount. Of, and she's never shit in the house. Oh, really? Never. That you know of? No. Like, have never. Have you ever... Because this hap- would happen with me. Is like, I, I'd be like, I smell shit. And then I wouldn't see any shit anywhere. The house is like pretty clear, and we kind of have to inhabit every single corner of it, especially the corner she's allowed in. Yeah. So I, she, it, she has shit in a house before she, at uh, my girlfriend's parents' house that she what did a it treat. once. But um, she's never done it in in the place that we live. She always will wait by the door. Usually when she does, they don't pee, like it's doing by it, the door. Especially they don't like doing it. I think at a certain point they realize like, oh yeah, this isn't good. I've been a bad doggy. If I do this, they don't they don't love this part of my existence in this house. Our problem is that she's getting taller, so she's putting her paws up on the counter because she know. can she can really. And then now that's like next thing you know, she's going to be getting in the cookie jar. That's what we're worried about. Um, can I do this for you? But yeah, this has been Mo Keith time. My palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. <laughs>